This is the Warm Springs program on KWSO. In the summer of 2024, the Canita Village Resort will reopen with a completely rebuilt pool and multiple opportunities for soaking in the natural hot springs waters of Canita. Warm Springs Economic Development has been working with Mount Hood Ski Bowl to renovate the property, which has been closed since the end of 2018. Jim Sowers is the CEO of the Warm Springs Economic Development Corporation. So Warm Springs Economic Development got involved with Kenita when we recognized there was no project or no opportunity uh, being pursued to open it. We would work with Ski Bowl. The first phase was funded with $4.5 million for, again, the village. I just want to be clear. There gets some confusion now and then that the whole Kenita Resort's reopening. No, the village is reopening. That's what council asked us to focus on and a million and a half to fix the wastewater system that supports the village and the community. Uh, So as of today, we've utilities completed the $1.5 million uh, uh, restoration of the lagoons, and we expended the $4.5 million on the development, but we ran out of money. And the reason we ran out of money is we had to spend about $2.9 million of that on significant costs that we had no idea that we were going to encounter. This was a design build. We knew that meant we're going to find things, but we had no idea the severity of what we were going to find. Uh, A couple examples, uh, we had to replace all the waste and water lines from the pool house all the way through the pools, um, headed back towards the lagoons. Uh, Those were originally 1964 infrastructure. They were broken. We tried to fix them. We realized that wasn't going to happen. Um, The pump room that supported the pool, we thought we could save half of that. We couldn't. Once we got into it, we realized we had to replace the entire pump room. I think our cost now for that pump room is about a million dollars. No, $700,000 more than what we anticipated. In order to bring this up to a first-class resort like we wanted to, we needed to make some changes and use the money. So that's phase one. Uh, so that's why you know we weren't able to open last summer. Phase two is what we've now f- got funding for. Uh, we approached the, the tribe, our council, in September, telling them of the situation. We needed new funding. We also secured um, an agreement from a bank to invest the 2.9, I'll round up the $3 million. And the bank was willing to finance that and gave us some terms. It was very expensive. It was a native bank, but banking terms are expensive for a commercial opportunity on a reservation. And it was our responsibility to present that to council, say this is what's happening. And the tribe has loaned money in the past. So the tribe had us review that, come back with two different attempts of what that could look like. And at the end of the day, I think the the tribal leadership made the right decision to finance a loan of $2.9 million. The tribe's now getting the interest off the loan and they're making the money versus an outside group, as well as it saves us money uh, because the financing is less expensive and we save about a million dollars from comparing to what the bank was gonna cost. So everybody wins and that financing was secured. So now we're moving forward on phase two. Uh, We have a full budget. We know exactly what we're gonna do to finish it. And uh, council is 
receiving monthly updates in regards to what that is starting the new year. And we're moving forward. So we're going to have this open the summer of 2024, uh, and it's going to be like we want it, first-class improvements. Kirk Hanna is owner and president of Mount Hood Ski Bowl. He talks about Ski Bowl and other opportunities that they've been involved with and why they want to continue to bring back the Canada Village. Yeah, I was an avid skier. My family all skied, and I ski raced at Ski Bowl and around Mount Hood. I uh, learned to ski at Ski Bowl, actually. And so I was very well aware. I went through uh, Mighty Might program, uh, ski race, junior ski race programs, and high school racing, and and City League for 15 years. And so Ski Bowl, uh, unfortunately, was closed, went through bankruptcy, and it was closed for a couple of years. And I seized the opportunity to take it on. I was pretty familiar with the property uh, from skiing and uh, saw the opportunity. It was Let's see, I think it's 30, let's see, 87, so 36 or 36 years ago. So we focused on that. I, we, we really put a focus, I put, put a focus on building summer activity, summer business. At that time, it really wasn't apropos. Most ski area operators didn't want to work in the summer, so nonetheless have year-round uh, workload. But it was important for us to stabilize our income, uh, expand our exposure and to basically take care of our employees so we could have full-time employees. And so it worked. We, you know, started uh, adding activities up to 20 in the summer. In the winter, we, uh, you know, snow management techniques we used, upgraded all the lifts, reopened the, the warming hut. It took advantage of that historical, uh, you know, experience people had there. And so uh, from there, uh, we... I, I developed uh, condos. Uh, you know, there was a need for housing up there because there hadn't been any new housing built for years. So uh, we I built Collins Lake and it building 200 units. And, you know, just continued to grow. There was a need expanding the market, getting more people up to government camp. We, you know, uh, acquired Ratskeller. We added a, a, a breakfast place, High Mountain Cafe, um, to supplement, the, you know, uh, overnight visitors and day-use visitors. You know, we expanded to Mount Hood Outfitters, and it just kept growing and growing. Uh, and so I have a great team around me, uh, and, uh, and now we, we've kind of moved into Central Oregon. We, were, we had the opportunity to acquire Lake Simtuskas Resort private land, the only private land there at the Pelton Lake. We've uh, expanded a marina. We've added uh, uh, tiny homes to expose people to, to that aren't normally RV people uh, to that experience, which is great. And so we uh, this Canada uh, is a natural step. Uh, you know, there's a real need. We have I'm, I've got a heartfelt respect for the Warm Spring and the traditions and where they were and felt bad about Canada being closed. And so it kind of fits within our programming of, uh, of uh, really day use and destination visitors to bring them in in the area. Generally, we are using we're basically pulling in kind of in a you know, local regional uh, guests. But I think with the opportunity with Canada, we can focus throughout the United States and around the world because of the uniqueness of the hot springs and the and the tradition, soulfulness of, of the history of that, that facility. So we're excited, very excited about um, 
this partnership and expanding expanding um, what what our offerings are, which we sell fun. And now I think this this wellness thing plugs into it really well for us and for for, the, for our guests. And it's just an overwhelming need for this resort to be opened. And uh, there are a lot of uh, lifetime memories there. So we're, we're really uh, honored to be involved with this and excited for the relaunch. Ski Bowl's ties to the tribes predate the Kanita Project. It kind of goes back. I was, in, I was a, on the board member of the museum, the government camp, and when I looked around, I, I kind of saw there was a void of, you know, representing and of uh, 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 really the unique bond that Warmstrand has. their seeded land. It's their land. So I felt uh, I felt a little bit ashamed because I hadn't done it sooner. <laughs> but I think it was 2012. We uh, opened up ourselves up and really embraced uh, and connected with the Warmstrand tribal community. And I took a personal interest in honoring tribal members and really committed to educating our guests uh, about the land and uh, Native American um, experience and, you know, the soulfulness of what we have. It's just not some ski area that we had, a, you know, government coming through and got stuck over the uh, over a winter. There's a rich, full history, you know, Huckleberry Fields, sacred Huckleberry Fields. And as I got deeper into it, you know, talking to the elders and it just – makes my hair stand up on my <laughs> neck just as it's really cool and so it's important to to educate our guests and it's it's important for me uh to do that and continue and we at that was in 2012 that we began by um we opened a uh weenie wash uh, we had a little we have a little museum there at the lower bowl and to honor the history and the, the deep traditions that that that, that 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 land is really special and so we started with our powwow, and it was pretty neat. We got a lot of response. Uh, we had a three-day horseback ride from reservation to uh, a salmon bake, uh, with el- elder storytelling. We had tribal drumming, dancing. We had vendor booths, basket weaving and bead work, and native culture activities. Uh, we had the scenic sky chair that we offered to the uh, you know, Warm Springs group. Uh, they can use any time to, to, to reach the Huckleberry Fields every season from that point on. And we also uh, had a powwow. So it was a nice kickoff of you know, kind of bringing the Warm Spring back into the, the area and to expose and show our guests what the real heart and soul area is. So we were excited about that. We've continued that on. Uh, and you know, through the pandemic, it kind of stopped. So, uh, but basically, that transition just to a connection to you know tribal members and the organization. We previously had been working on some arrangements, trying to help with different projects around the uh, uh, Warm Springs land that hadn't been utilized. And then you know the Kanita thing came up, and so we we aggressively pursued that, you know, developing this partnership. And so it's a lot of a lot of work, and a lot of a lot of a lot of effort. Just amazing to to move forward, and it's, and we just went into this thing, and a lot of obstacles we didn't know were going to happen. And we just pushed through, fought through it, and every day was a new you know new opportunity to you know to uh, test our skills. And so it, it's working, but, you know, we were delayed a little bit based on some, 
you know, historic infrastructure that we needed, we didn't know we needed to fix. So, but we're, here we are. We're very excited, and I think what you'll find with, you know, really focusing on the water, the mineral hot springs, and you using that in the, you know, in the for you know, so health health wise and soaking and, and what the attributes of that are which dates back 10,000 years of use by the Warm Springs people. So it's really pretty, it's a great, cool project. And we're excited for day use people with the, with with that offerings and activities and overnight guests for whether the, it be RVTPs or the motel there. So. Derek Hanna has been the general manager for the redevelopment of the Kanita Village and will continue in that role once the property reopens next summer. Um, I'm very, very fortunate to be in this position. Uh, When we were very young, my mother used to take us to Kanita uh, in the summer days to get away from the rain in Portland. So we really understand the opportunity we have at Kanita and how special it is because of the tribal experience that Kanita brings, as well as the beautiful land and the surrounding areas at Kanita. I've been lucky enough to work at Skibo for the last 10 years to work with the indigenous, the tribal people, like over 68 people um, usually work every winter. Um, we're really excited to to really bring an all-year resort, just not a summer resort, but a summer and a winter resort, really for the economic development for the people of Warm Springs. We're really looking at the first year to employ about 100 full-time and part-time employees. We know we really have our work cut out for us uh, to attract the Warm Springs people. We are going to be very unique in our approach to really focus on a four-day work week, um, to work on really part-time hours if it's four hours a day, uh, really look at the youth. We really believe the Warm Spring people and the youth especially really need the opportunity for employment, and that's what Kanita is really going to bring. Also on the other end, the retired people, the vets, the the elderly people that bring storytelling, that bring the history of, of the tribal way to Kanita is going to be very, very important to us for our success and bringing that culture. We believe that people want to come to Kanita just not for the beautiful warm spring pools and for the surrounding areas, but they really want to experience the tribal ways, the heritage of of uh, Kanita, and they really enjoy the people of Warm Springs. Our vision is to have a first-in-class resort to make the Warm Spring people proud again of Kanita. At one time, Kanita used to be one of the nation's best tribal resorts, and that's our real goal, to bring that back. Um, And how we're going to do that is by really utilizing the key ingredients of what Kanita was before. That's the motel. We have the 30-room motel. We've completely remodeled the 30-room motel. Now the 30-room motel can be a three-bedroom suite that can sleep up to 12 people, or they can be individual rooms that can sleep up to, to four individual people. With a common area barbecue and with a uh, rich tribal influence in the design of the motel. 
We have the RV park. The RV park is a 50 RV park with full utility hookups like it was before. Plus, we're adding 20 parking spaces without utility hookups. So if they have a friend or uh, another family member that wants to come join them, we are able to expand the capacity. The teepees, we're going to have 20 authentic teepees like we had before. The teepees are being manufactured with a comp local company in Bend right now to be the really authentic teepees that are, that are 31 feet tall, that are 27-foot diameter, um, that are really unique to Kanita. We have the hot springs water. The hot springs water is the really the heart of Kanita that we believe. The geothermal natural minerals that come out of the ground at Kanita at over 400 gallons per minute at, with 32 different minerals with a temperature of a 129 degrees, it really makes Kanita special and really will separate us from other resorts in Central Oregon, especially because of the size of our hot springs, our wellness pools. We have seven pools now at Kanita. Uh, four of those pools are heated with hot springs water that is a natural water that is heated with hot springs water. That's our kids' hot tub, our kids' spray pad with water buckets, with mushroom waterfalls, with bubblers. Then we now have a new lazy river where you can uh, really enjoy your, your time with your family floating around a, a large pool. In the center of that pool, we have our sports complex pool that has basketball hoop and uh, volleyball net. And then we have our three 100% hot springs, 32 mineral uh, water pools. We first have the uh, leisure pool that's really specialized with a handicap ramp that actually goes in the pool. So we're going to have waterproof wheelchairs so they can actually just go right into the pool with a waterproof wheelchair. That's at 100 degrees. And then we have a 102-degree wellness hot spring hot tub pool and then a 104-degree wellness hot spring pool. And then to finish it all off, we have a polar bear plunge or a cold, a cold tub that will be 37 degrees and there'll be three different tubs. So you, after the hot springs water and the heat of the hot springs water and the heat of Canada, you can then go into the cold plunge uh, pool. And that's a very traditional thing for Canada as well. And I think right now uh, it's a new thing that's really coming on strong in a lot of different recreational facilities. Some of the, the new items that we are going to have, we're going to have a new uh, Warm Springs three-mile tube river float where you'll be able to get into the river at Warm Springs at Kanita and then float three miles down, um, and then we will pick you up and shuttle you back. And that's about a two-hour float, uh, give and take, depending on if you want to enjoy the scenery and the, the surrounding areas. Plus, we have all of the walking trails and biking trails that Kanita had before. Um, we're really excited about that. We have over 20 other sport activities you can enjoy at Kanita. So we're just not the pools. We're also the, um, the biking, 
the basketball. We're picking, putting in pickleball courts, bocce balls. Um, there's just so many different activities that you can do at, at, at Kenita. Focusing on the pools area, something that's new is our cabanas. We have three different type of cabanas at Kenita. We have the eight-person poolside cabanas. We have the two-person couple cabanas. And then we have the riverfront soaking tub six-person cabanas, where we are going to have up to 20 private riverfront soaking tubs that you can sit on the bank of the Warren Spring River, be able to see the river and the sound of that with sitting in your private six-person soaking tub in a private area with your private lounge chairs as well. So the, we really learned during COVID people really liked the group areas and then they also wanted the private areas. So we've really incorporated that into our design criteria at Kenita to give you warm spring pools that are group pools and then also the warm springs private individual pools as well. Uh, some of the other things that we have uh, focused on is, like we've talked about, is the infrastructure at Kenita. Um, we have all new HVAC system at Kenita. Every building has a new heating and cooling system. Um, we also have a new Wi-Fi system at Kenita. So now we have Wi-Fi throughout the whole resort at Kenita. We also have repaired all of the underground uh, water, sewer lines, storm lines, um, and propane system at Kenita. And that was a big infrastructure and a really a safety thing that was really critical for the tribe as well as Skee-Ball to really look at every underground utility line, understood where it went, understood if it needed to be repaired, to really protect the rivers and the streams at Kenita. Um, and that was really uh, an item that took us four times longer than we thought. We, usually that's about a month project, and that project turned out to be over a six-month project. So to, because we really listened to the Warm Spring people, there was a lot of concern about the river and about protecting the fish and protecting the salmon. So we went above and beyond to really scope every line, to fix every line, to ensure that the rivers and the streams was going to be safe. Um, and then we looked at our pool filtration system. Okay, so what could we do with the state-of-the-art on the pool filtration system to reduce the amount of chemical that is used in, in treating the pool water and the geothermal water so the reduction of chemical would never enter the rivers or stream again. And we brought on board a state-of-the-art, uh, it was called a microfusion uh, technology. And if you go on Kanita.com and if you go into the geothermal sections, you see we've really focused and on those 32 minerals and what kind of filtration system could we use? And what we came up with was to inject a million micro bubbles into the water line as the water is being treated at the pools to reduce the chemical usage to over 50%. 
Um, and I think that's really the key ingredients at Kenita is that additional cost to come up with that water filtration system, to have now seven individual pools that are treated, just not one or two pools like was before. So the, filter, the time that the water is filtered is increased by seven times plus the microbubble infusion into the water to reduce over 50% of the chemical usage, you will really be able to touch, see, and smell the difference at Kanita. When you're in the pools, when you're enjoying the pools, how the pools feel, uh, how they really help certain people with different disabilities. And then the last thing I'd like to really bring up about Kanita is our access for ADA people. We've really focused on all of our amenities, especially our pools, for handicap accessibility, with making them natural type of accessibility. For instance, on five of our pools, we have a special area that is an area for handicapped people to bring their wheelchairs up. They can slide off of their wheelchairs onto a pedestal and then use these special designed handrails to then enter the pools. So there's not these big lifts that put them into the pools and, and, and different things like that to really focus on the accessibilities for ADA people. And that was really a key, because our pools now are wellness, they'll help those type of people. Now we really need to do a full circle and make them more accessibility for those people. Uh, and another thing that we incorporated into the teepees is we are specially designing two teepees just for handicap accessible people so they can park close to that. They access it from the concrete with handicap ramps. The, the teepees are designed with a bigger opening for handicap accessibility uh, to be able to get in very easily with the wheelchair. And we're re really, really excited about all of those amenities. Um, but the most important amenities that we wanted to keep at Kenita was all the tribal amenities. Those tribal amenities is we are building a full-time salmon bake pit in our, our courtyard. We really, every Saturday um, evening, to have a, um, a tribal salmon bake and then Sunday brunch. And then to have tribal... Uh, people in Warm Spring come and put that on ex as far as help us cook the salmon. And then the most important thing is is to have the, the ceremony area with the dancing, the music, the storytelling is, is so key ingredients. We've redone our whole courtyard for that tribal experience. We're putting a special uh, tent that can handle up to 200 people so we can have these tribal buffets right there so people can eat the salmon and they can watch the dancing, watch the, the whole indigenous um, the ceremony happening. We are, there was a picnic area that was right up above the spa. Now that picnic area is going to be devoted to a tribal picnic area where the tribal people will be able to bring in their own food. Um, they'll the only people that can bring in their own food at Kenita. They'll be able to reserve tables in the tribal picnic table area to eat their food there. Um, we are remodeling the tribal 
clubhouse. It was called the tribal bathhouse before. Now it's going to be called the tribal clubhouse. Uh, with the six-person soaking pool that was inside of the building, plus we're adding two private six-person soaking tubs out of the building as well. So we're tripling the capacity because we understood before that was a, a problem. Um, we're still going to have the tribal arts and craft area that was right next to the spa so the tribal people can demonstrate and make their arts and craft and then sell them at that, that area. Um, so we're really, really excited to really keep all those tri the tribal uh, experience and then our interpretive signs that is in that same area to really educate the customers about who is the Warm Spring people with the three different tribes, the history of Warm Springs, the, the history of Kanita. Um, and um, so we're really, really excited about really sharing all those features and opening it up. Um, but once again, we're Kanita now in the redevelopment phase is going into the next phase. And the next phase is employment. In 2024, starting in January, I'm really going to be focused on the employment aspect. We really need to hire 100 indigenous Warm Springs people. And we are really focused on what we need to do to make that happen. But we really need help from the Warm Spring people to really get that word out that we're going to be flexible with employment, we're going to be flexible with a four-day work, work week, we're going to be flexible with part-time help, um, and we want you. We want the Warren Spring people to, to come. If you go to our website, Kanita.com, we have on the very top of the website, we have an area for employment where you can go into that area. You can fill out. You don't need an applicant. You don't need a resume. You don't need to do those things. Just fill out and write us your name and number, and we will get back to you over the next three months. Um, we're really excited to open in the summer uh, of 2024, but the only way we can do that is by the help from the Warm Spring people and the employment that is so key to Kanita. That's Derek Hanna, Kanita Village Resort General Manager, talking about all the exciting work being done to improve the property. I'm Sue Matters reporting for the Warm Springs program on 91.9 FM KWSO.